it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. Today's episode is one of a five-part series going inside the team's Sweet 16 game against Dakota Wesleyan. The day started with Coach Tonigal challenging the team to pursue the game as a form of worship. Thinking of basketball as worship can seem confusing or intimidating, but Coach Tonigal then played a song for the team with lyrics saying, If everything exists to lift you high, so will I. What followed was one of the most memorable days of worship in IWU Hoops history, culminating with senior Trevor Waite calling for a team meeting that evening for the team to worship together again and to share the unique thing God did during the game. Over these five episodes, we will hear from an individual player about their experience of worship during the game in the first half. In the second half, Coach Tonigal will share his insight into the story. At IW Hoops, we believe all of life is worship and that we can pursue God first in any context or environment He puts us in. We hope this five-part series will encourage you to worship God in new and fresh ways. We're joined now by Kyle Mangus, our fifth episode on the the Dakota Wesleyan game. And and Kyle, this is obviously going to culminate in a game-winning shot you hit, but let's go back to the morning and, and just kind of process with the listeners what you were feeling that moment and what had happened to that point of the trip so far for you. So far into that trip, I had rolled my ankle pretty badly in our first game. So um, there was some pain and doubt uh, leading up to our next game versus Dakota Wesleyan. But um, we had been told a Devo by Coach Clark um, about Coach R.J. Barsh, who is the coach at Southeastern uh, University, who we actually played in Florida. And Coach challenged us um, – to really listen and think about a song called So Will I. Um, it's a worship song. So we listened to that, and I just resonated with it. Um, just one of those songs that you just feel power through and just gives you the chills. So um, all that all that week in, in our dorm room, Kanan was my roommate. We, we listened to it every morning when we got up, and um, we just really enjoyed it and um, felt a connection, connection with it. So... Uh, and it, it does seem like the song connects with where you're at that moment so well, because the song's about how if the rocks cry out and worship, so will I. And when you look at the big picture, it can make the game of basketball, it's important because it's what we do, but it, in the scope of eternity, it is is not as important as we can make it out to be. And you're at this moment, you're carrying the pressure of being uh, the leading scorer, the first team All-American. You have an ankle injury. We're in big games. So there's a lot of emotions going in that you're trying to process. And, and this song kind of puts it all in, a, in the right place. Mm-hmm. No, if the rocks can worship, if, if the mountains bow down and worship, then us playing a game of basketball, we can find worship in that. So let's move into the game and just share what happened in the first half. The first half, um, I rolled the same ankle, and it hurt so, so badly. Limped off the court with a couple minutes left in the first half into the locker room, and... Didn't know if I would be able to come back out, but um, just tried to stay positive, and somehow I made my way out there in the second half. And I was, I mean, 
I could definitely feel it, and there was a lot of pain. And but I was making my way through the half, and game got closer and closer, and <laughs> just coming down to the final moments. And uh, and and I'll, I'll interrupt just because yeah. we started out playing really well in that game. Oh yeah, and it was it was a crazy game because Dakota Westland's the local team, and they have a huge fan base. They run an amazing program. We got a lot of respect for how they play, but it was very energetic. And we came in, we silenced them at first. But as a coach, you talk about wrestling with doubt when your leading score goes down with an ankle injury, and you came back and you were you were hobbled. I was, and, you know, just watching. You didn't have an explosive step. Um, so we're trying to process that as a coaching staff. Like, how do we go forward? Do we play Kyle? Do we not play Kyle? And they continued to cut away at the lead. And when it got down to a couple minutes left and all of a sudden it's going back and forth and we're, we're switching the league back and forth. So what was going through your mind at that moment? At that moment, I knew I just had to grit through it and find a way. But I could still feel it every single play. And, yeah, it, it was good to note that South Dakota, uh, Wesleyan was the, the home team. And they had so many fans there. Like they had the South Dakota Mr. Basketball on their team. So they were they were a great team. And, um they were giving us, you know, a shot. So we had to just grind through it, and I, I just knew I had to lock in somehow. And sure enough, like, came down to it, and they hit it. They hit two free throws, and they were up two with about seven seconds left, and we didn't even have a timeout left. And so, how, how did you at this moment? What were you thinking? Because I'm sure there was doubt creeping in. I'm sure yeah. there were there was uh, questioning. How can I make a play? Because mm-hmm. My ankles hurt, and for me to be a, a scorer, explosion is needed. So how were you able to focus in on that moment? Yeah, there was doubt uh, and pressure, I'm not going to lie, but I remember Evan Maxwell came up to me at halftime, and he just said, I believe in you. No matter what, whether you have a bad ankle or not, I, I believe in you. And when a guy like Evan or any guy on our team speaks words like that, and they spoke it firmly, um, you know, that, that gives you confidence. So I just try to remember that and block out the doubt and the pressure and remember the So Will I song and tried to go make a play. So Grant threw me in the ball and went down there. We were down two. So I was going to try to go all the way to the rim, but my defender picked me up at about half court and was right on my hip. So I knew if I did a step back uh, going to my left, I could get leverage and get open and hit the shot. So that's what I did, step back going left, and it was in the whole way. I could tell, and there were – we hit it, and there was about one second left. And they almost made a half quarter, which would have been pretty hurtful, but they didn't. So. And this is a this is a shot you mentioned. You've practiced it mm-hmm. many times, both in the gym by yourself with your dad. How many times do you think you've shot that shot in your life? I've shot that so many times, starting probably from my junior year. I've been working on that of, of high school all the way till now, just in the summer, thousands of times, and in lucky gym on my own with my teammates and practice and other games. So it's a shot I've worked on and I feel comfortable with. But that was an intense moment because you've been dealing with all these emotions, the pressure, the doubt, the pain, and it culminates in this moment and you make a shot and we go in the locker room and you're just overwhelmed with emotion. Mm-hmm. What were you feeling? Um, I was feeling just about every type of emotion you could <laughs> possibly feel. And also – um, I had got a bloody nose that game and a bloody elbow. So I had a, like a little cloth thing in my nose and wrapped around. So, and my ankle was bad. So I was just a total, I was a total mess and, um, got in the locker room and everyone's just loving on me and we were going crazy and having a good time. But I was pretty emotional and 
I was crying a lot, probably more than anyone on this team has ever seen me cry. So it was, it was, uh, it was quite an experience. And, um, yeah, I would just say I, I was just felt overwhelmed with joy because when like with Evan and those other guys, you know, giving me confidence and with the so will I song, like when you have guys on the team that believe in you and we, when you have a God behind you, um, you just feel like you can do anything. And that's how I made that last play, I would say, through all the doubt and pain. So how would it have been different? Let's say you would have missed a shot. Mm-hmm. Because obviously if you were worshiping, mm-hmm. that doesn't guarantee an outcome. How do you think you would have processed uh, how God played into all this, whether you made the shot or you missed the shot? Um, if I would have missed the shot, it definitely would have hurt and been awful. But I would have got through it and – um, one thing I have been learning this year is to not make my identity through basketball. I'm more than a basketball player. I'm more than what my stats say, or if I make the last shot, or if I miss the last shot, I'm more than that. And to not find my identity identity through that, but how I treat other people and encourage encourage my teammates, and um, and how I can show glory to God through a victory or or in defeat. And it, and it seems just watching you and growing with you, Kyle, that as you've found that, as you've put less pressure on yourself to produce, as it's been less about the stats that you put up, it seems that actually your stats have gone up in the process, and it seems you've actually produced better. Mm-hmm. Is there a connection there, or is that a coincidence? There is a connection, I think, because you just feel more free. And when you feel more free, you can just do anything, and you play with no hesitation, no fear. Just go out there and do your thing. So let's go to that night then, because uh, as we've talked about the past few episodes, we get a text of the coaching staff a few hours later from Trevor Way, and Trevor just says, we have to have a team meeting and just share what happened today, because multiple guys mm-hmm. had these intense experiences in the game, mm-hmm. all of them relating them to worship, and as a senior, he wanted to lead a conversation. So we were excited as a staff, because when a player leads something like that, we aren't we feel like there's something there. So take us into that night because you got very emotional that night as well. Yeah, that was great leadership by Trevor just to gather us all. And um, there were many guys throughout that game that felt something, Seth, Jonathan, Trevor, um, myself. So it was a special night, and that just shows that it's more than basketball. There's a lot of other things that happen. And we all met, and every guy shared, and – I think I was the last guy and I broke down again just because I was still feeling it from uh, the game earlier that day and I just kind of shared um, what I had felt during the shot and after and just had just shared how thankful I was to be on a team like this and have guys and coaches around me who just believe in me. So now obviously you're going to be transitioning into a much more of a leadership role even with with the last couple of years we've just turned out so many guys who led at such a high level what does a night like this mean for you in terms of setting a trajectory for the type of leader you're going to be over the next two years in this program um for me a lot of my leadership has been off the court and a lot of the upperclassmen juniors and seniors have done off the court leadership but i think that day and sharing kind of helped give me a, a jump start on that because um, I feel like the guys on the team just really respect me and respect the words I have to say. Is I just always try to be genuine and, and transparent and 
say how I really feel. So I'm looking forward to do that these upcoming years and impact younger guys. And when we come back, Coach Townsend is going to come on and reflect on some of these things in the events with Kyle. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Tongle. And Coach, before we get to Kyle's story in the first half, I want to go all the way back to episode 4.6, when Coach R.J. Barsh came on and shared about just the way his season dovetailed with ours and how it ties in right now with the song So Will I and what you did the morning of the Sweet 16 game. So we talked earlier about um, Coach Barr shared that song with us, and I remember taking it to the guys that morning. It was it was the scout. Once again, national tournament, quick turnaround, don't have a ton of time. And I just remember telling our guys, if we get this, this will have a bigger impact upon us than, than anything else. And so put the song on. Asked them just to, to worship to this song, and it kind of set the stage for the, the, the game plan, I guess. And the, the moment that Coach Barr shared that story in the prayer breakfast before the national tournament, I think the staff was all locked into this worship song the entire week, and then you took it to the team. What is it about that song that resonated so deeply with you? You know, I, worship has always been something that I, that I absolutely love, and the, the line about you know, if, if the rocks are going to worship, so will I, or if the stars are going to worship, so will I. And it was like, if they've got a reason enough to worship, man, I've got, I've got more. And it just spoke to, to, I guess my heart. And it, there was something freeing about uh, singing that song. And so I was just compelled to share it with our guys. And that takes us to right before the game and Kyle Mangus, his listeners who have been listening for two seasons no Kyle's tendency isn't to lead naturally and he's grown in that direction but he spoke up before the game in a way that kind of opened our eyes heading into the game it's pretty cool when they huddled and usually it's team family you know I am third fearless Kyle says so will I on three and it just reminded me that it had stuck you know that that concept that worship song was was obviously on his heart on his mind and he basically was telling the guys no matter what happens this game I'm going to worship. And we saw that play out. Obviously, this is the fifth story we've heard of an individual guy who had a, a moment of worship throughout the game. But I want to take us through Kyle's entire game because in the first half, he had a really bad ankle sprain. Yeah, so Kyle went up for a layup, came down really bad. Things weren't really going his way because he, 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 he had his way offensively, and then all of a sudden the momentum switched when he got hurt. They took the big lead. He was really beginning to doubt. And later on, he tells us this story. Evan walks up to him and says, you know, Mango, I believe in you. And he says, I was blown away at that moment because I didn't even believe in myself. But yet our senior center walks up to me 
and says, I believe in you. And he, he just empowered him and, and, and shot something into him that allowed him to then finish the game fearlessly. And, and that's an important part that we've been talking about the entire season about having relationships of death, depth and how a teammate or a brother can speak truth into you in a key moment. And that's what happened. We had lost this lead. Uh, Kyle's not playing well. He's limping around. He's not trusting himself. But Evan comes up and speaks life into him. What happened next? Well, game goes kind of back and forth, and um, they hit uh, some big threes to take the lead. We're forced to foul. They miss a big free throw. Then they make one. It's a two-point game. There's, I don't know, what was it? Six seconds. Six seconds left. We throw it into Kyle, and uh, the rest is history. He dribbles up the left side of the floor and goes step back on a bad ankle, creates space, and uh, bottom of the net, game winner. And there's no one else you'd rather have the ball in his hands. We've heard about buzzer beaters from uh, Kanan and Evan, but Kyle has the ability to create something out of nothing and the ability to score. What do you remember, taking aside this moment of worship, what do you remember thinking as Kyle was dribbling the ball up the court as his head coach? Well, I've I've got an insane amount of trust in Kyle, almost too much to where I think every shot is going in, and when it doesn't, I'm I'm totally surprised. And he just made a heck of a play. I mean, there was no play call in that moment other than give Kyle the basketball. And to be a sophomore on that stage and to hit that shot, I think speaks to the uh, just the mental toughness that he possesses. And Kyle off the court is almost as unflappable as on. He, he never shows emotion. You can't rattle him. But we go in the locker room, and he is just weeping uncontrollably. And later he said it was a culmination of a, a week of worship where he'd been trying to lock into God, and all day he'd been just saying, if the rocks were made to worship, so will I. And it, the game finishes with that. It's an emotional roller coaster. What was happening in his mind as a player in that moment? It was pretty neat. It was really out of character for him to be that emotional. Um, and But just to let it go and to say, this is what I'm experiencing at the moment. And uh, I think the guys uh, were anxious to hear from him. And that night he shared a little more in detail, just kind of where he was at when Evan spoke that word of encouragement, what it meant to him, how, how the so will I played out. Uh, it, once again, it was another encounter and experience that he had that he'll never forget. We found over the past several seasons when, when – there's a team that tries to trade the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. There's always a climax. There's always a moment. Sometimes it's the morning of a national championship game when you worship with your fathers. This year it was that day when we're celebrating in the locker room, that night when we have that team gathering where we share what happened. What do you remember experiencing as a coach, both in the locker room and that night? It was just another one of those. I can't believe that coaching is this fulfilling and this is the treasure. This is what we all want. You know, we may, we may act like we're all going after that national championship as if it's going to fulfill us. But in the end, this is the only thing that truly fulfills when, when your team has an encounter with God. And yes, we, we, we wanted to win the next day as bad as ever. And, and our competitive juices were flying, but we knew that what we had just experienced was the true fulfillment. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about that. What is, what is losing change about this season? But We'll get there next time. Let's let's finish with this, Coach. We've talked throughout this season about how I am third, sometimes is heard as serve other people. But that misses what's first, and that's God. Why is it so important to make sure God is first and you're really pursuing Him? And how would you encourage a leader or a coach out there who feels like they're not in an environment where they're encouraged to do that? 
Well, unless unless God's the center of our lives, unless He completely consumes us, anything we do, there's going to be a left with a hole. You know, we were created to be filled by Him and Him only, and so everything we do has to start there. Even my ability to serve other people has to flow out of my love for God. Um, and so I would just encourage coaches out there, if, if you think you're not in a place to maybe have a platform, maybe you're in a public high school or your place of work doesn't want you preaching the gospel, I totally get that. But if you focus in on your own growth and pursuing God, there'll be a transformation that'll take place in your own life that, that others will notice because you'll be, you'll be different and, and you'll stick out. And, and eventually what's going to happen is people will want that, people will ask about that, and you just need to be prepared to share them what God has done. It's as simple as saying, this is what has happened to me in the last month, two months. This is what I'm experiencing. And I, and I tell you that it's contagious and um, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be a huge influence upon other people by just focusing first on God. On our next episode, we'll wrap up the season, talking in the first half to the seniors about what it was like in the locker room after the last game and reflecting on a season spent trading the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Coach Tonegal will join in the second half to talk about the challenge of losing the final game and how to continue to pursue the I Am Third life when things don't finish the way you want them to. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWoo Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.